Welcome to Famous with Kate and Liz. Welcome back to our series on famous founders. I think do what episode? That was very informative. I yeah, I hope so. I don't know. I I loved relearning about Madam C.J. Walker. Um, if you listened to our last episode, I did like a report on her in like middle school, so it was cool to revisit that and talk about her being the first um black female self-made millionaire. Love it. Cheers to her. Cheers to her. But I think. So this is your episode and you're going in a different direction, correct? I'm going very left. Yes. I'm going a far, far cry from Madam CJ Walker. Uh, another founder. Cause as we discussed, like founders can incorporate, like encompass so many fast food. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just always think of Dave Thomas, Wendy's. <laughs> um, so I didn't do that, but I did um, a man, actually. I know we're normally like more prone to celebrating women. Let's just say it. We are a little biased. But this man, the reason I did him is because he was once married to one of my favorite women, um, Miss Jane Fonda. God eh, love her. Yeah, they're no longer married, but um, I am going to be talking about Ted Turner, the media mogul who founded channels like Turner Classic Movies, TNT, TBS, and the very first 24-hour news station ever, CNN. So, Okay, yeah, wowzers. Founding a lot of things. Yeah, and I feel like in this day and age of, like, succession and stuff like that, you know, like, I love that show. So I've been into kind of more, like, the corporate eccentric people, you know? And I feel like he's kind of, like, one of those, like, media mogul, kind of like a, like a, he's he's definitely up there playing around with Rupert Murdoch, not, like, playing, but, like, competing, I guess I should say. Um, so... You can think about it that way if you like ever watch Succession or know anything about. Kind of to be like eccentric to have come up like in that time, totally. '80s were like, you know, you just think of like Trump, you know, like that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He just like will do anything to like get a buck, kind of skis. It's just like, oh well, you know, that's just him instead of being like dude, you're a complete dick. Like, get out of here. Just a totally different time, but also there's still things like, you know, this happening. Anyway. Exactly. Um, I mean, I think much different time. Um, Ted, we'll get into it, but like definitely, um, you know, played in like kind of probably those circles, but also like was a big philanthropist or still is, he's still living, um, is a big philanthropist and has used a lot of his money for good, which is great too. So That's good. I'm excited to learn about that because like, I don't want to be raging this whole time. No, no, no. Like Jane Fonda would not marry someone. True. Okay. True. Yeah. I, uh, I already forgot about the Jane Fonda aspect. <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. Um, all right. Robert Edward Turner, the third. Um, Ted Turner. Okay. A third. <laughs> Interesting. Was born November 19th, 1938. Um, and he is an American entrepreneur, television producer, media proprietor, and philanthropist. 
Uh, he founded Cable News Network, CNN, the first 24-hour uh, cable news channel. In addition, he founded WTBS, which pioneered the superstation concept in cable television um, and later became T TBS. Still on today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so in his early life, he grew up in, um, he was born and grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, the son of Florence and Robert, uh, Turner, uh, his dad was a billboard magnet. So his dad worked in advertising and that's how he got into the game. I mean, if you're a third, you're <laughs> either going to like become a millionaire or you're going to become a serial killer. <laughs> you're usually fine in one way and not yeah. like it, it goes in either like crazy direction yes very very good uh observation <laughs> on based on all the thirds <laughs> thank you uh when he was only nine his family moved to savannah georgia and um he attended a private boys, a preparatory school in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So the family was in Georgia, but he went to boarding school. Uh, he went on to attend Brown University um, and was, that's in Rhode Island, right? Yeah. And yeah. was vice president of the ba uh, Brown Debating Union and captain of the sailing team. So looks like we're it's heading in the millionaire direction versus the... Yeah. <laughs> He's like the Kennedys, like... Yep, he became a member of Kappa Sigma. I don't even know anything about that. Um, and he initially majored in the classics, and I love this. I had to keep this quote in because it made me laugh. So he majored in the classics, which I want to say are like, isn't that like kind of like Greek mythology and like those? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when his he wrote to his father, like telling him that that's what he was majoring in, his father, the second, uh, wrote back saying that he was appalled, even horrified, and that he almost puked. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just peed. <laughs> so, hysterical. Not a fan of the classics. Um, oh, advertising yeah. <laughs> mogul dad. <laughs> oh, my God. See, if he went into the classics, he might have become a serial killer. Who knows? <laughs> so true. So true. Okay. But he did not. So he later changed his major to economics. But before he received a degree, Ted was expelled for having a female student in his dorm room. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay. okay. And he is quite the womanizer I've, I have heard like throughout his life. So. I mean, if you can get Jane Fonda, come on. If he's pulling Jane Fonda, Seriously, I know. I know. I, gotta, yeah. I have to be this guy just to get his face. Like, yeah. yeah, look, look him up, look him up. Um, so after being expelled from Brown, um, it was just like as the tensions in Vietnam, Vietnam were beginning to really pick up, and he joined the um, United States Coast Guard Reserve in order to fulfill his service obligation. Um, but he ended up getting drafted so like he did that so he didn't have to wait to get drafted basically he was like I'm just gonna join the Coast Guard Reserve because I know I'm gonna get drafted right 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 I'd rather have somewhat of a control over it yeah where I'm doing what I'm doing I'm like exactly man I would choose Coast Guard Reserve too <laughs> yep. can't blame you yep. okay oh, yeah he was ha very handsome when he was younger 
Yeah, 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 for sure. Kind of like a, think of him as like a Don Draper type back in the advertising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so let's get into the founding of Superstation WTBS. Uh, After Ted left Brown University, or I guess was forced to leave Brown University, he returned home in late 1960 um, and became a general manager um, of the Macon, Georgia branch of his father's advertising billboard business. Um, Sadly, his dad committed suicide in March of 1963. And that once that happened, he became president and chief executive of Turner Advertising Company when he was only 24 years old. Oh my God. God, okay, he's like the queen of England. He's like, oh, right? The, yeah, no, exactly. Can you imagine that? Just being like, okay, you have to run like the all these branches. Of your dad's huge business. You're 24. You like, you know, we're like trying to go to college, but <laughs> yeah, dang. Okay, that's a lot of things happening for sure. Um, during this time, uh, he joined the Young Republicans, saying he felt at ease among the budding conservatives and was merely following in his fancies, his father's far-right footsteps. Um, but later on, actually, we'll talk a little bit about it, he changes kind of his um, political affiliations. During the Vietnam War era, um, the business prospered. It had virtual monopolies in the Savannah, Macon, Uh, Columbus and Charleston and was the largest outdoor advertising company in the Southeast. Um, And he discovered that his father had sheltered like a substantial amount of taxable income over the years by personally lending it back to the company and discovered that the billboard business could be like a gold mine, um, a tax depreciable revenue stream that threw off enormous amounts of cash with almost no capital investment. I don't know what that means. Like, ask Shark Tank. Yeah, that's but... a lot of business words that I'm not yeah. privy to. So. <laughs> any of that. But it sounds like his dad made some decisions where he was like, oh my gosh, like there is so much more value to this than maybe even his dad realized, you know. Um, and so in the late 1960s, Ted began buying several um, radio stations in the South And in 1969, he sold his radio stations to buy a struggling television station in Atlanta. Um, It was uh, the channel UHF, channel 17, WJRJ, which is now WPCH, if you are in the Atlanta area. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then during that time, he changed the call sign to WTCG, which has been erroneously claimed to have stood for watch this channel grow, but actually stood for Turner Communications Group. Um, In the very beginning, the station ran old movies from prior decades, along with theatrical cartoons and bygone sitcoms and drama programs. As a better syndicated product fell off, um, like to other stations, he would acquire it for his station at like a very low price. So like as other stations were kind of offloading some of these sitcoms you know that were no longer running anymore he would buy the rights to them really cheaply so smart right i mean who hasn't watched friends on tbs like seinfeld on tbs the only that's the only way i saw those mostly yeah 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 Yeah, he's like i know people love these are like the love shows right um so he mostly ran like 
second and third hand programming at the time, including things like Gilligan's Island, I Love Lucy, Star Trek, Hazel, and Bugs Bunny. Um, Yes, what a smart, I mean, you got cartoons, you got the older shows that like the older crowd is into, you got, I mean, you're really covering everybody. For sure, like hadn't been done before. By 1972, uh, he had acquired the rights to the telecast of the Atlanta Braves and Atlanta Hawks games. Um, And then he would go on to purchase another station, um, now WCNC in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it ran like a similar format to WTCG with the old shows and movies and things like that. And then in 1976, the FCC allowed um, WTCG in Atlanta to use a satellite to transmit content to local cable TV providers around the nation. And on December 17, 1976, the re-Christian WTCG TV superstation began to broadcast old movies, sitcom reruns, cartoons, sports nationwide to cable TV subscribers. And the number of subscribers eventually reached 2 million and Ted's net worth rose to a hundred million dollars. So this is in like the seventies, late seventies. And he bought a $5,000 acre or $5,000. He bought a 5,000 acre plantation in Jacksonboro, South Carolina for $2 million and started to settle down there. Wow. Um, A lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And that's just like by connecting his vision and like what he was doing like locally to like a national audience, right? right. You know? That's smart. That is a smart business decision. What do they say? Like think global, act local, you know? <laughs> wow, look at you. Is this a business podcast? No. Look at Ted Turner, you guys. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, also in 1986, he founded the Goodwill Games, which was, uh, which he had the goal of easing tensions between capitalist and communist countries. And he broadcasted the events of these games, um, and on his superstation and provided the ability to have like Olympic style sports programming. Very uh, smart. I mean, just trying to get his hand in every popular genre of television yep he was the first um he first used this for the 1996 summer olympics um as the centennial olympic stadium and then converted into like a baseball only facility for the braves that was like named after him obviously because he's providing all this advertising and like you know his rights and things like that so he's become very well known like in the atlanta area Um, right yeah okay yeah So let's talk about CNN next. Um, In 1978, Ted planned to launch a 24-hour news channel. He had been advised by someone else who had tried to do it on themselves that it could be done, but like required a staff of 300 and they would need to use an all electronic newsroom and satellites for all of their transmissions. So this is like 1976. So like... uh, a lot of that stuff doesn't exist. And if it does, it's very like, not available. Edge, like this, they probably had like the most cutting edge newsroom. And now it would be like such a joke. 
<laughs> you would have, yeah, you would have to. And now, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, I think, okay. So actually I should have looked this up, but I do usually watch like CNN in the mornings. And I believe they just like did demolish the original CNN building and like move to different smaller headquarters and stuff like that. So Oh, not that you mentioned that, like, <laughs> um, I like remember just seeing that recently. So, um, yeah, he was told that it would require an investment of 15 million to 20 million and then seven million, several million dollars per month just to operate it. Um, so they're like, it can be done, but it's pricey. And, right. um, so he, in 1979, he decided to sell the North Carolina station that he had bought um, to fund the transaction and establish headquarters for CNN in low-cost, non-union Atlanta. Um, he hired the former general manager of news at NBC. His name is Jim Kitchell as like vice president of production and operations. And he hired a former, or he hired another guy, Sam Zellman, as vice president of news and exec, and as well as executive producer, Bill McPhail as head of sports, um, and some other people that had, like, these were all people who had worked in the news business. So he's like hiring like the best of the best, you know, they're already like kind of probably at leadership positions. And he's like, well, I'd want to make you vice presidents and run this new 24 hour news station. So um, probably my favorite thing I learned about CNN in this whole research I did on Ted Turner was there is this thing called the Turner Doomsday video. <laughs> what? And so famously, famously before CNN debuted, because it was going to be 24-7, right? This has not been done before 24-7 news. Uh, this is what Ted Turner said. He said, we won't be signing off until the world ends. We'll be on and we will cover the end of the world live. And that will be our last event. We'll play the national anthem only one time on the 1st of June, the network's debut. And when the end of the world comes, we'll play Nearer My God to Thee before we sign off. Reported oh, God, <laughs> gives me full body chills. Ooh. Thought about it, right? So he plans to make good on the promise. He rec he commissioned a video recording of a military marching band playing that hymn. And um, he has sometimes actually played the tape for reporters noting, you know, why he made it. Um, and then in 2015, the video was found in CNN. <laughs> the video was found in CNN's database in 2015 and leaked. And it was tagged in the database as hold for release till till end of world confirmed <laughs> oh my god that is so dark but like that's what's gonna happen that's gonna be the last thing any of us stupid right. humans see mm -hmm. oh geez i guess like we did everything wrong fuck <laughs> <laughs> all right and then the world explodes. at some point right you know i don't know but you know the way technology is going right just cable is kind of non-existent anymore cnn tried to do like the cnn go you know what it's it's going back full circle back to like cable oh no it really is they tried to do that like go app thing and it was on for like two days and then they were like uh never mind <laughs> So, like, it's it really is going forward. back to cable. It, it is. It is everything, you know, in one way or another ends up 
coming back. So yeah, don't throw away that cool sweater you have because in a couple of years, it's going to be back in style and you're going to be sad you got rid of it. You have an, so many apps now and streaming services when it's like just so you can have everything when you could just have that on cable. So. <laughs> I know. It's absolutely wild. It's wild. Uh, okay. So that, that's CNN. Um, and then I'm just going to try to quickly touch on, um, the Time Warner merger with, um, Turner Communications and, or sorry, I mean, Turner Broadcasting System, um, because that's, you know, where things are at now and kind of like another reason why he's so wealthy. Um, so Turner Broadcasting System merged with Time Warner, which I'm sure everyone's heard of, um, on October 10th, 1996. And Ted Turner was vice chairman and head of, um, the network's cable division. Um, on January 11, 2001, uh, Time Warner was purchased by America Online to become AOL Time Warner. And this was a merger that Ted initially supported. However, after the burst of the dot-com bubble hurt the growth and profitability of the AOL division, which in turn dragged down the combined company's performance and stock price, he um, like was not so happy and had an outburst at like a board mo- meeting apparently um, about it, and <laughs> um, which I, I like AOL. Now it's a joke. Like if somebody right. has an email with like at AOL, like our parents probably do. Like you're like if someone our age had at AOL, like no, we started on AOL, AIM, like mm-hmm. Messenger. Not anymore. Like that is long gone. So yeah. he jumped yeah. onto the wrong ship at the wrong time. Right. He has a, a right to probably be a little upset. Um, eventually, the company dropped AOL from its name in October 2003. And wow. in December 2009, AOL was spun off from the Time Warner conglomerate um, as a separate company. Um, Ted Turner was Time Warner's biggest individual shareholder. It is estimated he lost as much as $7 billion when the stock collapsed in the wake of the merger. Um, That just makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Of like, people can make and lose $7 billion. I'm like, can I have $1,000? Like, I would be so pumped to have a thousand dollars it's all it's all fugazi you know it's like there is not real all this money it's just like so crazy i don't even get me started on this because seriously don't get me started on this this will become a totally different podcast oh my god i know it's sick it's sick yeah we can't go down that rabbit hole Oh, exactly. Um, and when he was asked about buying back his former assets, he replied, like, I can't afford them now, you know. Uh, in June 2014, Mr. Rupert Murdoch, his competitor at 21st Century Fox, made a bid for the company, uh, valuing it at $80 billion. And the time... Who cares if you lost $7 billion. Right. Yeah. That, well, but the Time Warner board rejected the offer and it was formally withdrawn in August of 2014. So there is, I don't, yeah, I do not think that like Ted Turner and Rupert Murdoch play nice in the sandbox. Uh, one reason, which we'll get into next, is like politics, right? They have a, a different views on politics, but are also like have opposing competing news stations that are 24 hour news networks and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I don't think he wants to sell. 
They're like Ramona and yes, and who from Real Housewives? Oh God, <laughs> I don't even know Luann. I don't know. <laughs> oh Ramona and probably like like Dorinda p- politically. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, we're there. We are uh, there. Yeah, so I just don't think he like he wanted to sell to him and probably convinced the Time Warner board not to because he was the biggest shareholder. Um, all right, so yeah, politics. Despite joining the Young Republicans back in his early day, he did become more um, progressive and liberal later on. Um, he's a big environmentalist. In 2010, during the wake of both the devastating Deepwater Horizon environmental disaster and the Upper Big Branch mine disaster that killed 29 miners in West Virginia, uh, Ted Turner stated on CNN that, I'm just wondering if God is telling us he doesn't want to drill offshore. And right before that, we had the coal mine disaster in West Virginia where we lost 29 miners. Maybe the Lord's tired of having the mountains of West Virginia the tops knocked off them so they so they may get more coal. I think maybe we just ought to leave the coal in the ground and go with solar and wind power and geothermals. So, okay. yeah, yeah. And he endorsed um, Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton in uh, the run-up to the 2016 presidential election. And he had once revealed in 2018 that he had considered a run for president um, when he was married to Jane Fonda, but she told him that she would leave him if he did. <laughs> wow, I bet she did. <laughs> that right. And wild. And I mean, it just goes to show like who runs for president, right? Just it, I mean, again, back to succession, like all these media conglomerates have so much influence over the presidential campaigns and election, like the advertising, and then you have to be a gazillionaire just to run a campaign anyways, you know? You have to be above anything just completely psychotic. Right. (laughs) Number one. Yeah, like the number one thing is like you're an actual psychopath for even considering, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm going to run for president. You have to be rich insane psychopath (laughs) absolutely absolutely oh my god yeah so jane's like no way babe i'm out of here Uh, yeah so along with advocating for clean water and improved um you know stewardship of our land he has also established the turner foundation i thought this was interesting so he's the turner foundation foundation's work um is to address ways to curb population growth so oh, what? <laughs> you yeah. So yeah, listen to this. So he has put 125 of his 125 million of his own money into the foundation and set aside six million per year to address population ra- growth rates. Um, at a gathering um, in 1996, he said, "I'm not talking about getting rid of anybody here. I've got five children myself." We want to discuss hunger and poverty and ways to address those issues. Okay. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I mean, I part of this also I feel like could be, there wasn't like too much more on it, but could be like access to contraception and things like that, right? Right, right. yeah, I yeah. Think, 
Um, so in 2009, he actually met with other business moguls, including Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, George Soros, and David Rockefeller to address, address issues ranging from the environment to healthcare and population growth. So they talked about as part of that. So this does kind of make me think maybe contraception and other stuff. So they talked about vaccines and immunizations as well. So, um, sounds more like public health kind of related, um yeah which is still like the colonial you know oh go to some other country and if they're religiously against oh yeah like your way is better like oh yeah don't get us started on that either very interesting I like I would I need to like look into this and see what their like proposals are I guess uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as his personal life, he's been married and divorced three times. He was first married to a woman named Judy Nye from 1960 to 1964, then Jane Shirley Smith from 1965 to 1988, and then actress Jane Fondra from 1991 to 2001, and he has five children. Um, I do believe... I couldn't find this anywhere, but I do believe I've seen an interview with Jane Fonda or read something where she did say like his womanizing played into why they got divorced. Like I think politically and like they were aligned and had the same values and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like there was some probably like extramarital affair stuff happening. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Womanizer, you know, got kicked out of Brown for having that girl in his, his dorm. True. That's where it all started. <laughs> Uh, he actually did get, by the way, on that, like an honorary degree from Brown. So <laughs> like that, like oh, okay. they're like, yeah, you're a billionaire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll give you an honorary degree if you, you give us some. Yeah. You weren't good enough to get our degree back then, but we want your money now. Yeah. Of, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, oh also related to his love life, um, during an interview with Piers Morgan in 2012, he said, Ted said he had four girlfriends, which he acknowledged was complicated, but nonetheless easier than being married. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Just living the dream. Um, and then just a little bit more on his philanthropy, because um, he's done a lot besides the population growth <laughs> curbing. Uh, he gave $1 billion to create the United Nations uh, Foundation, like a billion dollars. That's great, you know, uh, yeah. which is a public charity to broaden U.S. support for the U.N. And he serves as the chairman um, on the board of directors there. And in 20 or sorry, 2001, he co-founded the Nuclear Threat Initiative um, with U.S. Senator Sam Nunn. And it's a a nonpartisan organization dedicated to reducing global reliance on um, and preventing the proliferation of nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons. And he's also the co-chair on that. And in 2010, he joined other Richie Riches like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates um, in the Giving Pledge, which is where he vows to donate a majority of his fortune to charity upon his death. Um, and he still loves his, um, you know, his roots. He was on the debate team in college and today, or at least in recent years, he sponsored the public forum debate of the National Speech and Debate Association. <laughs> okay. 
Um, he's also taught, as I mentioned earlier, there wasn't a lot of information about his dad um, taking his own life, but in some books and interviews, Ted has talked about the, his use of lithium um, and his own struggles with mental illness. So it definitely sounds oh. like something in his family. And um, in 2018, he revealed that he is suffering from Lewy body dementia. He is now 85 years old and has been regarded as one of the un the entrepreneurs who transformed the cable industry and has been referred to as the Alexander the Great of Broadcasting. Wow. Turner. Love that. Th that was very informative. Yeah, thanks. I know. I'm just like, he's always been one of those ones that I'm like, I want to like learn more about him. Like what was, what was the appeal for Jane, you know? So, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just had to dig into Ted Turner, but now we can all thank him for, you know, those of us who grew up on reruns and sitcoms and things like that on those stations. Thanks, Ted, and for, you know, doing your environmental work, and we'll get back to you about the population growth once we uh, look into that further, so. <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry. None of the, like, any younger generations are, like, just not having children, so it's fine. <laughs> That is so true. Exactly. Just working itself out. So, oh, wow. Love that. Thank you. And I still have no idea where, what direction I'm going in. So stay no tuned for my episode. I know you love to do like historic stuff. So <laughs> I do. I do. I see like the names of all the people in this series. It's like Madam C.J. Walker, Ted Turner, like <laughs> Dave from Wendy's. <laughs> But for us, it just makes sense. Yeah. A fast food mashup. <laughs> <laughs> a founder's mashup. You just have to found anything, okay? Yes. Yes. And if you have founded something, then get a hold of us <laughs> on Instagram at famous Kate and Liz, Kate with a C, or email us uh, famouskateandliz at gmail.com dot AOL dot com. <laughs> Yes, or AIM us on chat. ASL, age, sex, sex location. Yes. Oh my God. You understood that reference. You are officially old. Okay. Yes. Oh, I just got like full body chills. ASL. Like I'm like a 12 year old girl, like just sitting at the computer. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, but okay. <laughs> but go off, queen. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, we love you. And uh, we'll be back in the near future. Probably not next week. Going to have to take a quick break um, for, you know, the pain jobs. <laughs> <laughs> to take over for a week but uh we will be back with uh you know in a couple weeks with our final episode of famous founders yeah so good i have some time thank god okay thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the flippity flop <laughs> <laughs>